One half of pro wrestling's power couple, Dustin Five Star, here reminding you that Memphis Wrestling is back on Saturday mornings. Listen to me and my tag team partner, Quesarito, talk pro wrestling with some of the biggest names in the industry every Saturday in the main event of Cerrito Live, only on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. It's the only weekly wrestling segment on Memphis Radio. Guarantee that you never miss a show. Subscribe on iTunes to Cerrito Live for free and also check us out on CerritoLive.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Making their way to the radio from Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. Time to talk wrestling on the radio. Welcome to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. I'm Kevin Cerrito, joined alongside, as always, my tag team partner, your Grizzlies MC, Dustin Five Star. What's up, Five Star? Happy Sports Ball Saturday, Kevin Cerrito. <laughs> you ready to party? <laughs> yeah, we will be partying later tonight at this oh, yeah. Big Brothers Big Sisters Sports Ball. Tickets still available. You can get them at the door. It's uh, Games for Grownups, Futures for Kids. The 20th anniversary of the sports ball at Minglewood Hall tonight. It's a black tie tennis shoe gala. You get dressed up. You wear the tennis shoes. And uh, proud partners with the sports ball each and every year because it's all for a good cause, all benefiting the Big Brothers Big Sisters of the Mid-South. Got to send a big shout-out to Mary and Teresa at Guy's Tuxedo for making me look super sharp tonight. Just wait till you see the tuxedo I picked. And... Man, I've got some pretty sweet Jordans that I'm going to debut tonight, Kevin. We all went up to guys after the show last week. My right? tuxedo's the best, Court, though. Next to Oak Court Mall. No way. Yours is not, I think mine might be the best. <laughs> they they really did take care of us up there. So if you have any, yeah, they did. any need for uh, some formal wear, uh, you got to go to guys. Guys Tux, uh, dot com. Big shout out to them. Looking forward to the sports ball tonight. Hopefully you got your tickets. If you don't. Get them at the door today. Shame on you. Uh, it's always a fun annual event here in the Mid-South. So we got an action-packed edition of the Wrestling Hour uh, today. Tomorrow is a pay-per-view. Yes, yes, and, and it's action-packed. But <laughs> a man, phrase we, we say so often. Two of the very best, the go-to guys for pro wrestling, and one of them, the legendary Dave Meltzer. I mean, he is, he is the guy for pro wrestling. Would you agree with that? Right. We're going to have Dave Meltzer here just in just a moment, like he is of the Wrestling Observer, of course, uh, the most trusted wrestling journalist you know, I on thought, the planet. I thought you were the luckiest guy in the world because you host a radio show and you play bingo and trivia for a living. Right. But Dave Meltzer, <laughs> he, he critiques wrestling and he writes pro wrestling. What better job would there be for a guy like me, especially, than to watch wrestling, report wrestling, and get paid to give my opinion. Right. So we're awesome. Talk, we're talk to Dave in just a second, and a little bit later on, we've got Andrew Goldstein, who joins us before every pay-per-view. I almost said every month, because that's right. initially what it would be, but now it's every week before pay-per-view. He will join us, because Battleground is tomorrow, so Andrew Goldstein, former WWE Creative Team member, will give his solid gold predictions, but we're going to waste no time and get into our guest from the Wrestling Observer. He is Dave Meltzer, and he joins us now. What's going on, Dave? Uh, not too much. How are you guys? Thanks for the intro. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for coming on the show. We got a lot to get into. We're gonna play a little game with you here in a, in, a, in a second, if you'll indulge us. But uh, but first, we need to talk about D'Angelo Williams because yeah. he made his professional wrestling debut a couple weeks ago. For I guess is it we're calling it Global Force, right? It's Global Force. Yeah, we're calling it Global Force Wrestling now. Yeah. And so uh, that event was glo- – we'll get into that later. I can't – I don't know if that was a Global Force event, if that was TNA. That was Global Force's Slammiversary. They're keeping the history of TNA. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. All right, but just different belts. It's Anyway, it's, I'm excited about it. Anyway, D'Angelo made his debut. You, you uh, were quoted as saying it was a pretty good match. I, th- I thought it was very impressive for his few couple minutes in there. Should he reconsider his wrestling retirement? Uh, you know, I mean, I think I think it sounded like it was just like the bucket list thing because you know he's been a fan, but you know you're an NFL running back and you take a whole lot of punishment. And um, you know, I know like with Kevin Green, he loved wrestling, but then when people talk to him about well, after football, do you want to go into wrestling? Is uh, after football your body shot? You really don't want to, and you have a lot of money too, so it's right. kind of like the wrestling's not not that appealing. But 
I thought for a guy, I, I, I heard he had like three days of training. I've never seen a guy with three days of training pull, pull out, out something as good as that. He right. was amazing. Yeah, he, he was absolutely amazing. And while we're talking about Global Force Wrestling, man, we could talk about literally any type of wrestling with you, Dave. What is the very best wrestling today? Is it Global Force? Is it New Japan? Lucha Underground? Ring of Honor? It's a special time for wrestling fans right now, and you can't leave WWE out. Who's your favorite right now? Um, I don't know. That's that's tough. I mean, I enjoy watching CMLL on Friday nights, but I do think New Japan's the best wrestling right now for the most part. I mean, especially because I've been, I've been watching G1 the last couple days, and it's like, it's it's just so physical that it's it's like I I, I kind of wish they would scale back, but it's amazing to watch. I mean, it's the most physical uh, you know, and night after night, and the talent is incredible there right now. So, um, I think that New Japan is the best wrestling in the world right now. I see some of those those bumps and some of those shots, and man, I cringe just sitting on the couch watching. And now New Japan kind of reminds me of the old ECW back when people used to seek it out and try to find it and watch it. Now it's becoming easier and easier. Um, but they seem to be kind of have like a little lag on their storylines. Are, are they going to get better at that since they're getting bigger in the States here? Um, I mean, as far as like the lag, as far as like the access TV, um, they're closing the gap to a couple of weeks. So, you That's know, it good. used to be like 10 months. Oh, so, gosh. so yeah, they're, they're, they're more up to date now on, on the access shows on Friday night. Yeah. All right. We're talking with Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Dave Meltzer W O N. Okay, so we kind of had a st- we've had a storyline going on on this show uh, for the past few months, and it's got picked up by Bruce Pritchard and his podcast because it all it all goes back to us just trying to clarify some wrestling history, right? And some wrestling history that has big ties to Memphis, as you know, Memphis, uh, uh, the last true territory. And there yeah. were in the so Bruce Pritchard says one thing, but then everybody else we've talked to have, have said another thing. Whether it's Jerry Lawler or Jerry Jarrett himself or Jim Cornette, we keep asking people this question, trying to clarify it, and nobody knows more than you do uh, about uh, well, about Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette probably knows a lot more about the Memphis territory than I do, and and Jerry Jarrett since he owned it. But but this is a question yeah, about it's a question in particular about Jerry Jarrett and oh, okay um, about it's not about chicken salad right? It's Kevin? not about chicken salad. <laughs> it's about WWE in the 1990s. So because uh, Bruce Pritch was adamant that because the, the the old legend goes at least around here and of course backed up by so many different people on this show is that if Vince went to jail for steroids in the 1990s that Jerry Jarrett was tapped to run the company uh, during that time. And then he had, had moved up there and was getting prepped to run WWEF at the time in the event that Vince, Vince went to jail. Uh, can you confirm that? What do you, what do, do you I know? Always, I, I, I mean, I heard that before the trial. I heard that after the trial. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the way I always heard the story, yeah. Yeah, that, that that Jerry Jarrett was brought in in case in case Vince went to jail because and I mean it makes sense if you think about it because who who else out there had the experience of running even though even though Jerry Jarrett's company was a lot smaller who else had the experience out there of truly running a wrestling business other than Jerry Jarrett that was you know I mean Bill, you know be Jerry Jarrett Bill Watts but but you know Watts whatever you know Watts wasn't I guess in the picture I mean there was hardly anyone else I mean I guess Jim Crockett but I think he may have had like um, I'm trying to think if he still had a non compete. He may have still. Well, no, I think his non compete was actually over. But but whatever, he was never hired by Vince, and need, and Watts wasn't hired until a couple of years later. And the one who was in the you know the one who was working for the company was Jerry Jarrett. So there you go. I think we have Jerry the King Lawler. We have Jim Cornette. We have Jerry Jarrett himself, and now the Dave Meltzer all saying that Jerry Jarrett was set to take over WWF in the 90s. I think we could close the case on this one, The the case case closed. The only person is Bruce Pritchard, and we want to ask you about him in just a minute. (laughs) Okay. But but first, there was a big, interesting storyline that happened on Monday Night Raw. Everybody's talking about it. Even my wife, Kevin, you know, it takes a special story in order for it to catch her attention. Uh, But the Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan. What did you think of this? Where are they going with this? Is this going to be as cool as what I think it is? Because I can't wait to see Kurt Angle more involved and possibly in the ring again. Is he going to wrestle again? It depends on if he can clear medicals. I mean, the plan is for him to wrestle. Um, you know, it could go it could go either way, and I don't trust WWE in them right now. I mean, like, because some <laughs> of their stuff hits and some of their stuff misses. And um, so, 
you know, I mean, the crowd was real flat with the reveal. Jason Jordan's, you know, a pretty good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just a question of, like, you know, I think in the next month they're going to have to really jumpstart him. And then it's weird because he's, it's like it's either going to be a big success or a big failure. There's going to be no in-between. And I don't know, I, I don't have a feel just yet which one it's going to be. I mean, they're going to try to push it hard. But, um, you know, the, also the thing is, is you just don't know the crowd. I mean, the crowd may... They may love it. You know, I mean, like, if this was, like, 15 years ago, I would say that for sure this would die because everybody would know that it was a fake angle. But today it may work because people may just say, well, let's get in on the joke and it's cool. And I don't know which it's going to be, and you, and you never know because it's so, so much of a mod, mob, mob mentality that could go in either direction. The thing that's kind of weird to me about this, I met Jason Jordan back in 2010 when he came in for his initial tryout. He moved so smoothly in the ring that everybody kind of looked at him and, and, and said the name Kurt Angle. He reminds me of Kurt Angle. And here you fast forward seven years later, hmm. not only is he a successful pro wrestler, but he's being paired did with Kurt Angle. Did he, did he mention his search for his real father at the time? He didn't. Sorry. He did not? <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is fascinating. I like it, though. I think it's cool. I'm waiting to see it's where old the story school. goes. It's old school wrestling. Which got me thinking, like, as a Memphian, I'm watching this, like, there has been a lot of fake relative stories that happened, and it's boggling that that in Memphis, we had Jerry Lawler and Brian Christopher, right. and they never, they were really father and son, and they never really did an angle. It was such a secret for so long. <laughs> okay, but staying well, on that's this. Well, that's because Jerry, Jerry didn't want people to know he had a, he was old enough to have a son the age of Brian Christopher. Right, that's right. The whole, that was the whole deal, I think, that, you know, like, because Johnny Valentine did the same thing with Greg when, when Greg Valentine started wrestling. Johnny told all the promoters to build Greg as his younger brother, you know, rather than his son. Gotcha. So, you know, because he just didn't want people to think he was in his 40s. Now, wow, so that's a, that's like a wrestling, because uh, you don't know, think about it, because Flair was, was pretty like, hey, here are my kids. You know, right. He's always been like that. So Yeah, well, yeah but everyone knew, everyone knew about Flair's kids, so you kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it was there where it's like somebody like, you know, I mean, a, you know, a lot of people, you know, I, that's the weird thing, because I would think around town, especially like in Memphis, that everybody would, you would think Jerry Lawler being a big celebrity that I wouldn't say everybody would know, but that a lot of people would know that Brian was his son just because, you know, and, and then because they, they never did they ever fully deny it. I mean, it was more like it was never said more it, than like, oh, no, it's not true. It was first mentioned and kind of confirmed when Jim Ross, when when Brian Christopher went to in WWE, WWE more. So they talked about more he there. Would say, hey, yeah. so your boys in the ring and stuff like that. And Lawler would kind of deny it. And it was kind of a tongue in cheek. Was it true? Was it not? But I, but I mentioned the angle was, of Jason Jordan because we're leading up to SummerSlam. So will we get some sort of major payoff at SummerSlam? That I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll probably have a better idea next week because they really didn't start anything in that direction. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, it, it, it's too early to do the Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan tag team. I mean, you've got to, I think you've got to establish Jason Jordan for a couple of months and then he has to take a beating and then Kurt Angle comes out and then you do the tag team. So I think that that would more be, uh, timing wise, more for WrestleMania, if you're going to do it, than than um, you know, even Survivor Series, I think is pushing it, but SummerSlam, I think is too soon, but you know, they rushed the stuff, so they may do it SummerSlam. Right, we're talking with Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer. Uh, go to WrestlingObserver.com. It is the place that I like to check out to get all my wrestling news from. Of course, you can subscribe to the Wrestling Observer as well. How long has the Wrestling Observer been around? Well, the Wrestling Observer has been around for 34 years. Mm. Um, but I've been doing wrestling newsletters for 45 years, Ooh. 45 and a half years. The it's mo- a long time. The most trusted source. <laughs> In, in in wrestling news for sure, but the the final thing on this Jason Jordan thing, which is probably the biggest story uh, this week in wrestling, is because it's fascinating. People were were saying oh, it could go this way, it could go that way. It was it was a weird choice. This was his first appearance on Monday Night Raw. Like if you only watch yeah, Monday yeah, Night Raw, you have no idea who this guy is. Yeah, I think a lot. I think most people do watch SmackDown, and I think most people knew who he was. And, and I mean, if you remember, um, I mean, like like. There are a lot of fans that don't watch NXT, but there's a lot that do. Because I remember when Jordan and Gable were first drafted, the crowd went crazy for them, which was funny because then they went and died on SmackDown, right. which was, which which I, I think was more the booking than them. Because when they were in there with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, it was really starting to click. And then they broke up Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, and those guys kind of like left, were left with like no real program. And then their program with the Usos, they kept going back to it, and it was, was got I don't know what it was. But they just flattened out. Yeah, one more thought about um, SummerSlam for you. We keep seeing Ronda Rousey 
We saw her again at NXT. We've seen her at WrestleMania. Are we going to see Ronda Rousey in a WWE ring? If so, are we going to see it at SummerSlam, WrestleMania? Have you heard anything about Ronda Rousey? I haven't heard. A, I haven't heard a date. I've always thought it was inevitable that someday it would happen because the, one of the one of the things is the women that work in WWE. Most of them love Ronda Rousey. Management loves Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey is a big pro wrestling fan. So the, all those things. It's just a matter of scheduling and what she wants to do. Um, if you know, and I think that she probably would want to do it, especially if she's going to team with like you know Shayna and um, Jessamine and um, and Marina, and they put them all together. You know, at the um, at the NXT thing, or not uh, the, 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 the May Young Classic right, last right, week. Yeah, you know, they did the big argument with them with with Charlotte um, Bailey and Becky Lynch. So to me, that's like a tip off, and I would think. You know, you could do Survivor Series, but that's, um, you could. But I would think it's a WrestleMania match, you know, with the four horsemen, women against four horsewomen. I, I see that as a, you know, and, and that gives them time to introduce the other four horsewomen. You know, Shayna wins the tournament. You get that little angle. Everyone knows Ronda, so you kind of get the other, you got to get Jessamine and, and Marina kind of over. And Marina's being, you know, focused on real heavy on in, in NXT, so that's her, you know, so I, you see the pieces coming together, yeah. All right, we're talking with Dave Meltzer here. So, uh, me, me and Dust, we talk wrestling course here on the radio in Memphis in the old Memphis Wrestling Time slot every week at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning. And uh, so Dustin's always thinking everything is a work. He never believes anything is a shoot. That's in real life. That's whether it's wrestling <laughs> yeah. or in real life. Well, you grew up in wrestling. That's <laughs> how you look at things. There you so go. That's how you look at politics. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And so, Dustin, explain it to, for the listeners who may not know the difference. What's work? What's shoot? What are you talking about? Uh, uh, work is obviously put on, staged. It's set up. It's part of the show. A shoot is it's real life. It's so, real life. So, and right. a lot of people think that the things that we see on TV is real life, and it's a shoot. And it's absolutely not. There. Believe it or not, there are people that think that the Kurt Angle, Jason Jordan thing is a shoot. Believe it or not. <laughs> and it's not. Yeah, so, they look similar. They look similar. Everything in this there's, world. There's, 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 there's some. There, there's physical similarities between them. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah there uh, is. They, they. They're both. They were both amateur wrestlers. Reading the incorrect <laughs> winner at an award and, show and is a work. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Oh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this then. Let's get into work. Okay. So we prepared a little game since we have Dave Meltzer here. He knows what's a work and what's not a work. So we we're going to play a little game of work or shoot. I don't always if you know. Don't, but if you don't mind. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, let's we'll have see. some fun. Well, we'll see. We'll start with what Dustin just said. You think the the Academy Awards envelope snafu was that a work or a shoot in your opinion? God, I've got to think of work. See, I, I, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I. I I don't know. I, I actually saw it, and when I saw it, I was just kind of like, you don't make that – that mistake doesn't make sense. Right. 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 I'm with him. All right. Okay. Uh, in the headlines right now, we've got Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. They're they're uh, going back and forth. Is there a whole verbal exchange feud going on? Is that a work or a shoot? You should know this for this. It's a complete, complete work. work. Yeah, no, I, no, 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 no. They love each other. Yeah, yeah and, that's complete work. And to take it a step further, who do you have winning, McGregor or Floyd? Who Who goes over? Floyd. Floyd. Floyd's going to win. There you go. Nobody, nobody's you know, unless, picking Connor. Um, well, Connor. Almost everyone's betting on Connor. That's because Las Vegas is scared. Because if if, if um, Connor wins, they're going to take a bath. If if Mayweather wins, they're going to come out really strong. Everyone's betting on Connor um, because Connor Connor has convinced people he's such a fantastic talker. He's convinced people he's going to win. But I mean, logic tells me that unless Floyd is just aged incredibly in the last two years, or um, gets injured, which is a possibility. In a fight, you could always get hurt. And that's Connor's big thing. Like People go like, you know, what are the odds? And I go, the odds of, you know, Floyd, you know, breaking his hand, busting his knee, you know, whatever the odds of that are, yeah, Floyd can, you know, I mean, it's a fight. I mean, McGregor can win, but I don't think he will. And So you you said not only is it a work, but they love each other. I would think so, too. Well, I would say like each other. Love is, <laughs> I know. I mean, I'm not, they, they, I'm not easy, Kevin. I'm not they, saying they, like that. But go ahead. But they both they both know they need each other. They're right. making so much money together. Mm -hmm. um, it's ridiculous, and they can't. You know, even though Floyd's made a lot of money, he couldn't make this kind of money with anybody else today. And Connor has made a lot of money, but not in this level. It's like a guy who makes ten million dollars a fight, you know, or thirteen million dollars a fight actually, going up to uh, you know maybe eighty to one hundred and twenty million, depending on how the pay per view does. And it's like it's just a different realm, and he couldn't do that with anybody else. So, and they know it. And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's that's that's definitely work. Yeah. All right, we're, we're talking with Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer. We're playing a game of work or shoot. Next topic: work or shoot. 
Shane McMahon's helicopter crash. <laughs> okay, that's got to be a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> How in the world did, that's is he Superman or what? <laughs> well, I mean, the pilot's the one who, you know, you know what I mean? And, and the one thing I'll say is when, when he was doing the interview, you know, and he just goes, you know, I wasn't scared at all. It's like if it was almost anyone else, I would say, you know, come on. You're, you're, <laughs> right. you're in a helicopter. You hear the engines going, and you're going to have to land in the water, and you're not scared. I actually believed when he said he wasn't scared. I, I do believe that the man is completely fearless. So is there a chance that he was just practicing his bump for SummerSlam, and it's somehow going to involve him? <laughs> of course. <laughs> you, know, you know the thing with Shane, and I think that maybe what it is, is like Shane has gone through life. And no matter what he does, he always gets away with it. Pete Gass tells us the story about like one day when they were all in high school and they just like just were, were in a car and they were, you know, running over people's mailboxes and just, you know, doing all this stuff that would get. And then the police came and they were probably drinking as well. And Pete's thinking like, oh, my God, we're going to jail. I mean, with this drunken rampage. And then, you know, the, the officer finds out it's Shane McMahon and they're they're all free to go. And I think that Shane, you know, and he takes. He's done all those crazy bumps, and he's lived to tell every time. He gets hurt a little bit, but he lives to tell. I think that he thinks he's he's not bulletproof, but I think he really believes he is. All right, we're playing work or shoot with with, with Dave Meltzer. You got a, got a good one? I do have one. I've always been fascinated with how the people get so riled up about your match ratings. Work or shoot, <laughs> giving Okada Omega <laughs> 2 a six and a quarter star rating. Come on, man. Yeah, it had to be a shoot because um, everybody <laughs> I was watching with a couple people and the deal was – they're all going, you have to give the seven stars. And I go, oh, my God. They were going, like, actually, it was funny because about 45 minutes in the match, because it was better than the first one. It was As soon as people figured that we were hanging out with me, we were watching, we go, this is better than the first one. Now what are you going to do? You took so much heat for the first one. And, and, and at that point, it's like everyone's like, this is a seven-star match. And I go, I'm going to go seven. But I guess I got to go six and a quarter because it was better than the six. So, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, I do think that the second match was the best match I've ever seen. Uh, you know, you're talking over here with, with Dustin Five Star. Dustin, are you going to be changing? Are you got to up your star count to well, six and a half, seven you know, stars? Yeah, you're putting the pressure on me there, Meltzer. Um, <laughs> maybe I could be <laughs> Dustin Seven Star. The, these ra- the ratings, <laughs> the ratings are burying your name here. Uh, all right, back to let's see, work or shoot. The Undertaker's retirement is he re- is he really retired? I don't know. I mean, I think that when he did it, it's a it's it's he, he believed he was going to do it, but it's like every wrestler when they retire. It's like 90% of them come back. Right. And I mean, a lot of the times it's a work, you know, like with Terry Funk, but a lot of times people really believe that they're retiring and then all of a sudden, you know, the lure is to come back and you do. And, you know, so um, so I think I, I believe at the moment he did it that it was a shoot, but is he going to come back? Maybe. What about uh, your your feud with Bruce Pritchard? Is that is that a work or a shoot? That, well, I don't have one, but he does, so I, I would say... But from his perspective, I would say complete work. Yeah, is it complete work? Uh, we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the deal. The, the deal was. It's funny because somebody asked me about this this morning, and this is how I would kind of like categorize it. Like, I said something about one of his early shows. He got really, really mad, and it got so much attention for him that it became like part of his stick. So yeah. I think that that's and 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 I get and I get it. You know what I mean? It's like. In the sense of if something's working and it gets you attention, you go for it. So it became part of his thing. But, you know, like, do I believe he dislikes me? Nah, I don't think so. I mean, he may, but but as far as like a feud, nah, that's completely At the same time, just imagine all the exposure that his listeners get by hearing your name over and over and over again. No matter if he's making fun of you or what he's saying, he mentions your name has to be a hundred times every single episode. <laughs> that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I'm not, I'm not really... I'm not really. I'm on. I'm not really a fan of it. I don't like dislike it, but I'm not a fan of it either because it's it's like not honest. So because right. you know that's the thing. If it's like if it's like it was if it was like a you know a serious thing, I would go like you know you're entitled to your opinion. But when it comes when it becomes like a complete work and a gimmick, you know it's kind of like right. I don't know that it really benefits me to be part of a gimmick because I try to be gimmick free. So you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. I mean, there's the, the people say all publicity is good publicity, but not if, like, it's really the fake news type. It really is. Bruce is doing the fake news gimmick with you a lot. Uh, well, see, the we, thing is, this, is, like, when he, sa- when, he sa- when he says, which is so ridiculous, that, like, I would get paid to rate WWE matches higher and, and everything. It's like, you know, anyone who reads the stuff, you know, I mean, the, you know, people criticize me, you know, about, you know, rating matches higher than WWE because they grew up with WWE and think it's going to be all and end all. But 
the thing is, is, is like, you know, you can't say that. Like, if you say, you know, there's things you can say, but I thought that's like way out of line. It, it, yeah, I mean that, that's a good good way, good point, a good way to look at it. As far as I mean, because especially unless it was a work, you know, if it was a work, then it's it's a totally different story. But like, it is like Trump is a lot like Trump trying to tear down the institutions, yeah. calling them fake news. Uh, Bruce is in a way like doing the exact same thing uh, with you, though. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there, you know, and there are people who this is like they're you know they think that Bruce is is like. Um, you know what I mean? I, I guess it's not that big of a deal, though. But um, you know, but there are people wrong. who actually, yeah, he's, yeah. he's I mean, been are, wrong, there, there, and everybody else trusts what you have to say. I, nobody else really does. So that's what's I mean, confusing. all the content. Well, I, I know people. I know people within wrestling don't trust Bruce at all. But you know, that's that's you know a different thing. But outside of wrestling, people don't know. So I mean, it's like it's kind of it's kind of weird, you know, to me in that sense. You know, where it's like I'm trying to be honest and and. People will like you know you know like believe the gimmick. You know, like with Russo, I think no one believes him, so it doesn't really bother me in the least. With Bruce, I don't say it bothers me, but it kind of it, it sometimes like if you go over a certain line, it's one thing. Whereas with Russo, when he went over a certain line, I just laughed. You know, I mean that's like you know I thought it reflected terribly on him. I can't say that about Bruce because I think that the gimmick works. And also, the other thing is Bruce has a really good show. I mean, it's like yeah. when I listen to the show, I think the show itself, especially when he's not talking about me, I think it's great. <laughs> I love it. No, oh, yeah, it's, it's it's Dustin's favorite podcast. We've had Bruce on the show and Conrad, Conrad Thompson, yeah. uh, both on the program. Uh, we're talking with with Dave Meltzer. You mentioned Vince Russo. We had Jim Cornette on last week and was asking about his feud. Oh with, my god, his feud with Vince <laughs> Russo. Is that a worker shoot? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a shoot. You know, Vince. I mean, Jim, Jim Cornette. Uh, I think Jim Cornette just hates Vince Russo. He's got. You know what? I followed this thing for you know twenty one years between the two of them, twenty years and <laughs> wow. He, he really does have every right to, if you really know the backstory of everything. And he'll, he'll tell it, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll tell the story, but it's like, like this, especially the TNA thing. I think that that one was like, because that was different because they were out there and Cornette was working with him and trying to be a team player, even though he hated him. And then Russo, the way Russo backstabbed him in TNA, that was like, when that one happened, that was like, okay, from this point on, anything Cornette does with Russo, it's like I understand it completely. You know, people don't, but it's like when someone pulls a thing to get you out of your job that you really and you really like your job and does it needlessly after pretending to be your friend. That's a that's a right. you know I won't say pretending to be your friend, but but working together, bearing the truce, and then going behind your back. That's mm-hmm. pretty bad. All right, we're playing Worker Shoot with Dave Meltzer. We've got a couple more real fast. So the the big one, and we actually watched this the other day. Dustin, we were hanging out, and we watched the the Montreal Screwjob, because this is one I disagree. Oh this is the one I, I I still am a believer that it is a shoot. Dustin says 100% of work. It's a work. No, no, it's it's. It, it, it's 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 a shoot because there have been likely um, you know um, depositions and things taken you know in other cases that you know pretty much prove it's so a shoot. This yeah. is a shoot that they have turned into a work to make it make money on TV. Oh, it, they they turned it into a work you know for the for the WrestleMania, yeah. yeah. But but I mean, as far as when it happened, did Bret Hart know that that he was going to get double crossed at that time? Absolutely not. Um, you know, and it wasn't necessarily you know, I mean. And everything that happened, as far as like the build up to it, yeah, that was that was all a shoot. Now it's uh, we were rewatching it wow. the other day, and it was fascinating. You do you think? Have you talked to Brett about this? But you'd think he'd be tipped off. This is pre Mister McMahon character. I know he was slowly becoming evil at the time, but Vince McMahon well, actually, was actually there was the, it was the catalyst of Mister McMahon, right? In the sense that yeah. the, the the reaction and the reaction. You got to remember that when Vince did that interview afterwards, a couple of weeks after Vince did this interview, and Vince thought he was going to turn himself babyface and Brett heel when he did the interview and it what? completely backfired. And that's when the suggestion was, everybody hates you, Vince, because of this. Why don't we, you know, make it work? And Vince reluctantly agreed and ended up being like one of the great heel characters that there's ever been. Because he prefer- perfected that gimmick in Memphis just, uh, you know, like a year or so prior to that. Like he was doing. It was, it was, it was many years prior, yeah. actually. It's like yeah. three, years, three or four or five years. Yeah, he but was yeah, perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, so but but why, but would Brett not be suspicious that because Vince never came out on camera as the owner and was out there as the owner that night? You know they would just send Commissioner Slaughter and Pat Patterson and the Briscoes out there, but you had you you had Vince out there. If I was Brett, I would have been like, why is Vince out here? Well, didn't he come out um, he, was, during I mean, the match? Brett, yeah, Brett was well, Brett was suspicious going in, mm-hmm. but but. Um, you know, I think that Brett 
let his guard down because Earl Hebner was the ref and he was really yeah. tight with Earl. And he just thought that, you know, Earl would never do that to him, but Earl did do that yeah. to him. Although, I mean, today he doesn't have any, you know, animosity towards Earl, but he did for a couple of years. But I think that that, because, I mean, I, ta- I remember I talked to Brett, I think it was, um, it happened on a Sunday. So it was actually Tuesday morning when Brett and I talked for hours on the thing. He went through everything with me on it. And, you know, the whole, um, I mean, he was, he absolutely, you know, people like Vader came up to him and goes, you better be, better be careful. I mean, it was like, he definitely had the warning, but he, you know, it was Earl and um, the spot that had happened. I mean, I just, he just didn't put the spot, but I mean, the whole funny thing is, is like, they were all talking about a fast count and a near fall. And that was actually Vince's idea was a fast count and a near fall. And Brett was ready for a fast count and a near fall, right. but he wasn't ready for that quick, quick thing on that sharpshooter spot. I mean, he just didn't, because when, when people in the past have done screw jobs, it's always the referee does the fast count. And, and, you know, so, and that was Vince's idea. And the thing, which when it was actually Cornette who came up with the, the, the thing of Vince, you know, at, when Vince suggested to do the fast count, Cornette was the one who said, if you fast count him, what happens if he gets up and he knocks out Shawn Michaels? immediately because he knows that Sean was in on it. You've got to do something where it, where Sean can pretend he's not in on it because what happens, you know, like what's the worst thing that can happen? Sean Michaels is your champion. Bret Hart knocks him out with a punch. Let's just say it happens. I'm not saying, it, you know, he would have, but, but he would have, he could have, it could right. have happened. Yeah. And then he, then Bret, Bret knocks out Sean Michaels. Then he goes to WCW after knocking out our champion. That's the worst scenario possible. So, so, um, like that thing could have mm-hmm. backfired easily if it wasn't for for Jim Cornette, believe it or not. Wow, that, yeah, yeah, that's a big factor that you don't really think about. But that was the most important part was getting Shawn Michaels out of there and away from Bret Hart. Well, 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 well it's not so much out of it, but but have him plausibly have right. a reason. You know, Shawn denying that he knew because if it was a fast count and he's holding Bret down, Bret's going to know that Shawn's in on it. There's no denying that. With the one, I mean, like. Everyone now knows Sean was in on it, and 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 I believe Sean was in on it from that from from that very night. But you couldn't prove it, and Sean is out there in the dressing room crying right. and saying, oh, "You know." And and you remember Sean in the ring; he's acting as mad at Vince as, as Brett is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. It was. Yeah. It was, it was well done. It was I well done. I remember it like it was yesterday. All right, we 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 got to wrap up. Uh, last worker shoot question: the moon landing worker shoot. <laughs> Shoot, I, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that one as a work. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you pull that one from, Kevin? I was just, you know, that's Joe it, Rogan. Joe Rogan's always talking about how it was made up. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Uh, that's your yeah. your connection to the to the world of uh, fighting, combat sports. Yeah. Dave, we appreciate you joining us and indulging yeah. us on this uh, game here today and uh, clarifying the Jerry Jarrett stuff for us as well. Everybody can follow Dave Meltzer at Dave Meltzer W O N on Twitter, and of course go to WrestlingObserver.com, MMAFighting.com as well. I know you guys are gonna have lots of stuff in advance of the biggest fight in so many years this uh, coming up next month. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gigantic. Out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug, Dave, before you get her? No, no you plug everything. Just, yeah, the Observer. It's, uh, you know, I'm going to do a big story on Bruiser Brody, hopefully, in the next couple of days, which is 29th anniversary of his death. So I've been kind of immersed in that lately. All right. Very cool. Well, Dave, thanks again for joining us. As always, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. Dave Meltzer. Good stuff from Dave. Yeah. He brings it. What an interview. There's we nobody... covered Everything got lots of uh, good good info on what's a work, what's a shoot, and that Montreal screw job is Don't one you. of the greatest stories in the history of wrestling. Because I still remember, like, <laughs> I haven't watched it in a minute, but I still remember we were talking about it the other day. All right, ba- battle battleground is tomorrow, and you should go watch it at King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. The Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour is being brought to you by. King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. They always have the pay-per-view watch parties, and Battleground is going to be a good one. SmackDown-exclusive pay-per-view. I believe the King is on the pre-shows. I think he was tweeting that he's going to be on the pre- and post-game shows uh, for this pay-per-view coming up tomorrow, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, of course, uh, King Jerry Lawler's is at 159 Beale Street. If you're a wrestling fan, whether it's a pay-per-view Sunday or not, you need to stop by there if you haven't already. And if you have, you need to go back because you know the food is good. Those fried barbecue ribs, the Slam Burger, one of the best burgers in town. And of course, they got the Jerry, uh, the Jerry Lawler barbecue sauce up there and the Jim Ross barbecue sauce. So the, the uh, iconic duo of announcing 
Also, now the iconic duo of barbecue sauce is available to put on your food at King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. They've got $3 Fireball every single day. They are open seven days a week. That is King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill bringing us the wrestling hour each and every week. Dustin, like for people who, who have not stopped by, what is the coolest thing about that place? First of all, if you haven't, then shame on you. I think it's the memorabilia. The food is good. All those those meals that you mentioned are good. The deals on, on drinks, the, the location. All that's great. The Watching location. the wrestling. They always got Memphis Wrestling on the TV, but yes. seeing all the cool stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Taking the selfies, taking the pictures, championship belts, capes, crowns, you name it, he's got it all. And it's not only King Jerry Lawler stuff in there. He's got stuff from Memphis wrestling history and WWE and WWF. So you got to right. check it out, man. It's the closest, it's the closest Raw, thing to a Hall of Fame museum that there is. Yeah. And with Raw coming up right around the corner here in August, you've got to check it out. I would I would pregame there and I would absolutely postgame there. Oh, it is it is the, ple- you know, like if you go to, people go to like a Grizzlies game, like, oh, they try to go to the Lexus Lounge so they can try to see a player or right. a celebrity, no. right? Or yeah. whatever back at, whatever the Lexus Lounge is called now at FedEx Forum. The place when there is wrestling at FedEx Forum is King Jerry Lawler's. That's where you see the celebrities. That's where everybody goes. Uh, and Raw is, of course, right around the corner. I'm sure we'll be pre-gaming and post-gaming there because hey, there's no better place to do it than I'll at King there. Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. And Battleground is tomorrow. We'll preview that up next with Andrew Goldstein. You're listening to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour right here on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird instead. Just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, right kids, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, every Wednesday night at Tampa Tap Downtown, and Casual Pint Highland Row every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, Memphis Maid's Tap Room, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market. CerritoTrivia.com. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Coming up in a moment, we're going to talk to Andrew Goldstein as we preview Battleground tomorrow. We were just joined by Dave Meltzer. Very, very good stuff from Dave Meltzer. If you missed it, you need to go back and listen to to the podcast. CJ needs to get on on, on his game. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but yeah, so coming up we're, in a moment, we're going to be joined by Andrew Goldstein next week on the show, Dustin. We have the best of. Next week's our big best the of. Very best. Got some very good interviews we'll be having on next week as we... Uh, Take our, our our little summer best of break next Saturday, and uh, coming up wrestling wise, what do you have going on? Well, uh, first of all, I want to say a big happy anniversary to my Maria because that's where I'll be. I'll be out on the beach, and um, so I won't be wrestling. No wrestling coming up too much, but you can check us out on CW Thirty. We just filmed some new CW Thirty insiders, me and my Maria, the CW Thirty stars. If you're looking for a little wrestling next week, July twenty seventh, it's a Thursday. Memphis Wildfire Wrestling returns to the Shrine Temple. Look at them on Facebook to get all the details. Wildfire Wrestling. That's all I got, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bake in the sun on the beach all week long, Kevin. 
Our next live event is the Wrestling Trivia Slam, where you can come out and hang out with me and Dustin and uh, try to win uh, the first ever Wrestling Trivia Tag Team Championship as we are putting those on the line for the first time ever. That's August 17th. Free to play. Free. The Wrestling Trivia Slam. Go to CerritoTrivia.com for more information or Facebook.com slash Trivia. Even if you don't uh, think you can win, but you love pro wrestling, it is free to come out there and just watch, eat, drink, cheer, boo, chant. All of that. The Wrestling Trivia Slam on August 17th at Memphis Maid's Tap Room in Cooper Young. And, of course, if you ever miss any portion of this program, there is no excuse. No excuse. No excuse because you can tune in on iTunes. How you doing? Google Play. How you doing? Tune in app. How you doing? Player FM. How you doing? Stitcher. How you doing? And, of course, CerritoLive.com. Take that subscribe button to Slap City and never, ever miss an episode. No excuses, Kevin. Okay, before we get into Andrew, I'm going to debut a brand new a new bit on the show, a new segment. Okay, CJ, I need your I need your assistance on this one. Um, let's get ready to sing here. All right, uh, you, so you know how everything is wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know how everything is wrestling. Yeah, everything is wrestling. You got their intro music for this, CJ. Everything is wrestling. I thought I was going to get a chance to like rest my vocals after singing Kim Possible. <laughs> it, it is time. It's time for you to sing. Everything is wrestling. I need you to to, to sing. Everything is wrestling. Go. Everything is wrestling in its wrestling way. Everything is wrestling every single day. Perfect. Thank you. We can save that. We'll just play that every week so you don't so you can rest your, your vocal cords. All right. Everything is wrestling. It's a new a new bit on the show that I, I thought of because of the of the whole Hugh Freeze situation, right? Because no, here we go. The Hugh Freeze storyline ended the way most people thought the Kurt Angle storyline would end, <laughs> which it, it, that he was on his phone uh, and having an affair. Right? That's what most people thought was going on in this Kurt Angle story. So my question to you is: What is on these phone records? The phone records that have got Hugh Freeze fired. Is it possible that we will find out that Hugh Freeze phone records show that he is in fact Chad Gable's father? <laughs> I don't know, man. No comment? Uh, Everything is wrestling, Dustin. Everything is wrestling, (laughs) and there was not a more wrestling storyline than what happened at Ole Miss this week. (laughs) All right. Let's get to Andrew Goldstein. He's got his solid gold predictions. It is time for Andrew Goldstein. Uh Uh-oh, we just dropped him on accident. Uh, We'll get back. on him? We just hung up on him. We just hung up on him. But we will will ask. We. I did. I did. A little technical problem. Hey, it happens occasionally. That was oh, was it a work or a shoot? Was that a work or a shoot? Was that a work or a shoot? <laughs> you won't know. You won't find out. We promised Andrew we would give him more time to preview Battleground. And then you hung up on Then him. we gave him to preview great balls. Boy, were those some great balls, right? But uh, right. So we're giving him a couple extra minutes. What's up, Andrew? How are you doing? Ainge Gold hey, on Twitter. Hey, <laughs> little, uh, thank you, thank you. Little uh, interference there, but I'm good now. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the show following Dave Meltzer. Great company. Thank you, guys. Well, yeah, thank well you. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Uh, we've got uh, Battleground tomorrow. And actually, earlier I, I misspoke and said it looked like a good pay-per-view. It really doesn't. <laughs> Great balls was. This one, uh, to me, not very exciting. Uh, tell me what I should be excited about at Battleground. The return of the Punjabi prison match. Not since <laughs> I, I was in the WWE 2006 when it was created, have we seen such a monstrous uh, gimmick match. Uh, it's the ultimate in blow-off matches, match concepts. Not since war games have we seen a more uh, treacherous uh, cage match. Uh, I'm excited to see how they've improved the Punjabi prison because the first two instances, incarnations, uh, were um, not the best. So it, it says something about a pay-per-view when you're most excited about the gimmick of the yeah. match, not really the match itself. You just want to see the prison. It's right. It, it was it was impressive, <laughs> no. and I watched SmackDown. And, and my only complaint is it's really hard to see through all that. Uh, what is it? The um, bamboo, right? Bamboo, hard to I see. Honestly, I'm most excited for the blow off of Jinder Horton. I want Jinder to move on to a new opponent. Uh, it's not you know we've seen pretty much every incarnation of of uh, Orton's Jinder Mahal here. I'm hoping this is the the, the blow off, and we move to a big uh, a, a new opponent for Jinder at SummerSlam. So Randy can go. You're saying Randy's going to go 0 and three against Jinder Mahal. I if you so. told me this on January first, <laughs> you told me this on WrestleMania Sunday. 
I would have been like, get out of town. You serious? Yeah, Randy's at the level that Cena is at, where he never really has to win another match uh, again in his career. He's 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 purely on the roster to make new stars. But Cena does win every match. Uh, well, that's you know he's for <laughs> Cena. Speaking of Cena, I am so disappointed on how he came back. Now we're getting the same exact storyline. Was it two years ago or three years yeah. ago? Why are they? Doing it's the every same year. Thing? Why it's are a they tradition. doing the same thing, Andrew? I I don't know. I think. It's honestly, you know, and, and that's also this is also how they brought Rusev back, which was a big disappointment. They yeah. they basically co-opted Rusev's return to make Cena's return look good. Um, I don't get it. If you're going to have Cena return, have him return at SummerSlam. Build up to a giant match at SummerSlam, which I think they're doing. They're just it's sort of a, you know a bit of a to use wrestling a wrestling face fart in the wind. But uh, <laughs> I think. I think uh, we're going to see Cena go over. You know, look, if Rusev loses a flag match, it doesn't really hurt his credibility too much. Cena goes over, and I, I got to believe we're getting Cena versus Jinder, America versus the, the what, three billion uh, people that they talk right. about in India. So I think we're going to get Jinder versus Cena at SummerSlam. That'd be a good SummerSlam match. That'd be I a like John it. Cena match I'd want to see. That'd be a Jinder match that I'd want to see. Yeah. So uh, this seems like just a placeholder. Uh, this whole pay per view kind of just a placeholder, battleground more like placeholder. But yeah. well, uh, uh, when you have seventy pay per views a year, <laughs> some of them have to be placeholder. Right. So we're talking with Andrew Goldstein at Ainge Gold on Twitter. Give him a follow. Listen to his podcast. Sorry, I've been so busy. I've been I've been binging some of your podcasts this week. Oh man, thank you. Uh, so many. We of, just had we just had two of the stars of Glow right Glow on Netflix. If uh, you wrestling fans are watching. Uh, the Beatdown Biddies were on my podcast, so look for it on iTunes. Yeah, listen to that one. It is outstanding. So uh, sorry I've been so busy. A couple of wrestling-related podcasts recently. Every podcast is great because it's everyone at some point gets mentioned like, and Andrew likes wrestling, and I don't understand why. <laughs> and, and there's always some type of a, of a tie yeah. It's good stuff. My co-host uh, does not share the, uh, the lifelong affinity for uh, wrestling that I do, but it ends up making for a fun conversation. Okay, we're, we're, let's continue to preview Battleground tomorrow, the big pay-per-view. All right, you're from Philadelphia, right? Or are you from Pennsylvania? I am. So you're from Philadelphia. So is it possible? Have you been to, what is the name, of Wells Fargo Arena? I'm, I'm assuming you have. Yes, 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 yes. Is it possible for Shane McMahon to enter Wells Fargo Center in a helicopter? Here we go. It is not a dome stadium. It, is, it does not open like uh, the AT&T Field in Dallas, so. I don't know if that's possible, but that would be that would be great looking if if Shane if Shane landed in a uh, <laughs> in a helicopter like Flair at Chase Stadium. But uh, that that was an amazing story that's kind of not getting the publicity that, that I think it deserves. I know but it it did get uh, it did get the comedic treatment on Twitter with all of the, uh, the gifts and everything of Shane falling off multiple cages and now uh, survives a a terrifying. Uh, landing in a <laughs> helicopter. I mean, is, what else can this guy do? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Philly because Philly is one of the most rowdy crowds there is. So if you don't like this lineup, Kevin, maybe the Philly crowd will entertain you with their chance and you know, giving the WWE a hard time. That's a brutal I, crowd. I think they're going to kill this Punjabi prison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I th- think they're just going to roast it. <laughs> it but, does but look it, cool, though. It looks cool. It does, yeah, it looks cool. It's a creative concept. Uh, you know, the name was uh, invented by my uh, writing, you know, Alex Greenfield. It was my uh, head writer on SmackDown in 2006. So I have nostalgic love for it. I hope I hope it took I hope in 10 years they figured out all the uh, the kinks in the match, because the first two, like I said, were just uh Pretty cringeworthy. So, how do, you, how do you book the finish of this match? Are the Singh brothers going to get involved still again? Because that's what they've done in every match with Randy Orton. Uh, I think so. That, that's why you have them. That's why they're there. I, but uh, I think all kinds of it's a schmod fest, and Jinder escapes with the title, lives to fight another day, and moves on to SummerSlam. Now, with your backstage experience, going back to Shane McMahon, do you think they're going to write this into the storyline? Are they going to take this and, and figure out something to do with it? Because I think it's a wasted opportunity if they don't. I got I got to believe on SmackDown this week, even at the pay per view, somebody will say something in a promo, in a backstage vignette, in a wink wink, jokey type of uh, mm-hmm. scripted line. Somebody's going to make reference to it, whether they make it a storyline 
not so sure. Yeah. Though they, you know, they will capitalize on pretty much anything that goes viral these days. But you know, look, it was actually a life and death situation. So I don't know how much they want to make fun of it and, and tempt karma. But uh, you know, Shane's Mister Fearless, so right. I, and, you and never the, know. The, the last time a McMahon uh, was involved in such a serious uh, accident or a moment, I mean, Vince McMahon's limo blew up, yeah. and then they just acted like it didn't happen. So they'll probably well, just act like that. this didn't happen. Yeah. Well, there there were extenuating circumstances there. As we right. all know. Yes, but, as, uh, we, yeah. as we do now. I, it's yeah. a good parallel. I'm glad you brought it up. There's those McMahon genes. You can survive. You can survive this, the, the, the most outrageous things to happen to you. Your well, big, you we all know yeah. Vince is immortal. He's not, he, Vince will never <laughs> die. Your, your biggest complaint about WWE TV recently uh, is something we agree on. And that's what this women's match is all about, right? Like, we've got every every woman is in this match yet again. They cannot figure yeah. out a way to just to spin off and have individual storylines. Right. All the it's women. Dry. Good point. Yeah, it's, it's a, it drives me crazy. Every time I watch SmackDown, they, when they when they show us the ladies, it's it's a backstage vignette, and all five of them are standing around the backstage, you know, announcer. They're all in the ring together. They're they're all interfering in everybody's matches. You never just get a clean single like you can't just get a one on one program uh, in in the new women's division, and it, it kind of drives me crazy. Like they have they're almost. They have to show us. I don't know. It almost feels like we're giving one to two segments to to the women's division, and I want everybody to see all of our our entire <laughs> right. roster. Who leaves battleground number one contender? Charlotte, Becky, Natalia, Tamina, or Lana? I think. Look, I think the logic says it has. It, it's got to be Charlotte. She's the biggest star. You're moving towards one of your big four pay per views. You want to. I think you want to turn Charlotte heel, which they've been teasing. Whoa. And have it be Charlotte, Charlotte versus Naomi, but then again, this Lana story is is pretty hot, and uh, she's an wow. underdog and and a, and an am, almost Tamina? an amateur at this point. Lana, she's already lost three times Tamina to the champ. Can help Lana now because now they've paired those two together. Maybe yeah, put, put her in a side field with Becky diesel. Lynch. She's got her diesel, mm-hmm. so uh, she's got her heater. So yeah. I think it's between Lana and Charlotte. Obviously, all the wrestling people want it to be Charlotte. I think entertainment-wise, it would be Lana. Uh, split the difference. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Charlotte just because we're we're uh, what three weeks from SummerSlam, right. and I think they're just going they're going to go with the big the, the biggest possible uh, matchup. All right, we are out of time. We didn't even get to talk about AJ Styles and Kevin Owens, but I'm assuming we all agree that that's going to continue in some form or fashion on the road to SummerSlam. Will you be at SummerSlam this year in Brooklyn? Uh, working on it. Working on it. We will. There's, there's a good chance. There's a good chance. All right. There's well, a good chance. well, we will definitely. Are you guys? <laughs> Not in Brooklyn. No, we'll be in Monday Night Raw in Memphis the we week after SummerSlam. All right. All right. <laughs> maybe well, if we had a place to stay, if we if we can crash on your couch, maybe we'll come. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. That's Andrew Goldstein. Thanks. Uh, we will talk to you next month before SummerSlam. Thanks, gentlemen. Follow him at Ainge Gold on Twitter. Next week's our best of show. We'll be back live in two weeks. Oh, yeah. For Dustin, I'm Kevin saying so long from high atop Mount Mariah.